Thank you all once again for joining the Poise Under Pressure podcast. I'm your host as always, Eric Rodriguez. Today we have an exciting episode with an amazing guest, Akila Mitchell, who is a track star. Stay tuned, you're not going to want to miss this. Hello, everyone, and thank you once again for joining the Poise Under Pressure podcast. I'm your host as always, Eric Rodriguez. Today's guest is a very special guest. I know I say that all the time, but I swear she's amazing. You're going to love her. She is a former six-time state track and field champion during her time at West Oso High School here in Corpus Christi, Texas. She then went on to run track for Kansas State University and Team USA. She holds numerous indoor and outdoor sprint records. And if that wasn't an impressive enough resume already, she did all this as a mother. Now... She's guiding the next generation of track and field stars to find their own identity and accomplishments. She's a living inspiration on and off the track. It's my pleasure and honor to introduce Akila Mitchell. How's it going? How are you doing? It's going great. It's going good. It's good to hear. So <laughs> do you mind giving everybody a quick uh, background on yourself for, for all the listeners out there who might not know you? Well, yes, my name's Akila Mitchell. I'm 27 years old, born and raised in Corpus Christi, Texas. I have a six-year-old son named Ezekiel Gibson. And as I do this right now, I am at his football practice, sitting in a car, speaking to you guys. So right I feel like it, it's a good little thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, once again, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're, you're super busy. You're taking the time to drop some knowledge on everybody and you know, just share some of your wisdom. And, I, and I'm pretty sure the audience is going to appreciate that. So thank you once again for that. You are more than welcome. <laughs> All right. So let's just dive into this. So my, my first question for you is, who is your hero and inspiration? I feel like my hero will be my family because they're like more of my backbone and like just my, my strongest support system. But my inspiration comes from my older brother, Anthony Mitchell. He's just somebody that I always, I don't know, I don't know, like look up to and just like if everything is messing with me or like I just need that little push to like just remember where I come from and remember why I'm doing things. He's always there to be like a listening ear, like no matter what the situation may be, he's always there for somebody I can just confine in, like just talk to and just be outside of just being an athlete. Like he's there to listen to me as a brother instead of like as, you know, as just an athlete or somebody that he's watching and stuff like that I just feel like he's just someone that I I inspired to have my son grow up to be like it's beautiful and he sounds like a, a really good guy and a great uh person that you said to have in your life to keep that you know that positive stability in your life especially as an athlete because I'm sure uh, as you know at the, the levels that you've competed at there's been some times where uh, where you probably needed that you know, the extra re reassurance is, is there any, I guess, examples that you could think of when you were competing that, that kind of took place? Yes, I can say recently, just when I was at, um, world this past year and, and, um, when it happened in Oregon, I was just like, I just, I was too much in my head. I like, I like to psych myself out sometimes. And I just feel like, dang, like, what is God plan for me? Like, what is, what, what am I doing here? And I just feel like, um, I was there for a reason, but like just hearing that from like other people besides myself, because I know that I'm good 
but hearing that from people that don't really know me but that's like getting to know me and they like just talking to me and just yeah it's just being back home in Corpus I, like I said I never told I never thought in a million years that I'll be back here because to me it's nothing really there like I was born and raised here and like I outgrew the city and state so I was just like I didn't know what my reason was being back here but I found out it wasn't it wasn't my reason. I feel like it was God's reason. Like, this was a planet seed that he had in my life to be back here to help kids, like, find their passion and stuff. And my brother helped me get through that. Like, Akila, you you may not want it to be here, but God brought you back here. And it wasn't just for your reason. It was like the kids here needed me. And when we, like, sat down and talked about that, it's just, it made me thrive and, like, just push even harder to get these kids to, like, just be some be somebody outside of just being an athlete. Like I know people look at you as just being an athlete, but I don't want them to just see that. I want them to see the kids like they passion, the drive, the intelligence, like the joy and stuff that that brings me to like to just do what I do. And I just feel like it's 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 just good to have reinsurance almost every day. Like I look for it every day. It can be from family members, it can be from friends, it can be from like a stranger. I take advice and I just I mean, I take it and I just sink it and let it sink in for a little bit. And then I just, I go with it. And it seemed to work very well for you. It's paying off. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's going really well. And, you know, that's, that's truly inspiring, man, because I saw you on the news the other day. And then I remember seeing you um, a little bit at a time when you were racing in high school too. And then when I saw that you were doing this new program, what I want to ask you about the program that you started um, I was just like, man, I have to get her on the show because what she's doing is very impactful. So do you mind talking about your new organization that you're doing here in Corpus Christi? Yes, I started um, Training Elite Crew when I first came down here. Just like started small and just started to see who, like what kids wanted to come out and just like have fun and like learn about the fundamentals of track and field. I just started it honestly just to give back to my city because like, Corpus is a small city. It's like a little, small little area and stuff like that. But not a lot of people is known for track and field down here. And I just feel like track and field, being the sport that it is, can really wake people up, especially coming from, like, Corpus. Like, it's so small, but it's not known. And mm-hmm. I just feel mm-hmm. like being able to, like, plant that seed here and just let it grow and grow throughout the years. Because this is not something I want to do and just stop. This is something I want to I want to build like I really want to build this and it's not for me it's for the kids it's literally for the kids out here because I want them to have a name for themselves I want them to be able to get out there and just do great things I know what it takes to be an elite athlete I know what it takes to be a pro athlete I know the ins and out of college I know the ins and out of the professional level and I just want to be able to give them the knowledge and just like the the passion and stuff like that like I just I love track and field so much. And I just <laughs> want to be able to give back. Like this is some it's fun to me. Like I love it. Like with it's love it with everything in me. And I just want to be able to just to give that back to Corpus. And, and that's beautiful, man, because I could hear the passion of the sport that you have just from everything that you were just talking about. And that's how I know that you're very authentic about what you do. And these kids can learn a great deal from you. So everybody that's listening out there, if you're local, please go check this out. Please check it out. Also, that leads me into asking you, so what inspired you to get into track and field in the first place at a young age? Honestly, I'm not even going to lie. Track and field was not my first passion. I always played basketball, but I, I was I didn't really fall in love with it until I got like 
midway through high school. Like I had fun with it, you know, racing up growing up and like just racing in the streets, racing your neighborhood friends, like just going out there racing and doing things. And I did it in middle school just to do something after school because basketball was over. And the next thing you do is track. And it was just something to just do with friends and just like, you know, have fun with. But then once I started to get in high school and started to like sink in, even though I still played basketball and stuff in high school, it was just like track for me was my escape goal. Like that was something like if I was angry, or if I was like just upset or something, that was just something for me to clear my mind because I never brought my problems to the track like once I walked through those gates it was like this is it was like just weight lifted off me it was just something that brought joy to me like just going out there and running and just having fun and just seeing people like congratulate you and just doing something that you didn't think you can do and it was just I don't know it's just something track just brings me so much joy to be honest it's, it seems like it could be like a very positive outlet too, man for people like you Barry. said, you just you, you just go out there and just be free, man. You don't have to worry about, you know, whatever stresses are going on in life. Or and now I I ran a little bit of track and field too, but I was <laughs> I was nothing like on your level. So I, and I'm from Rance Pass. That's a little three A school. So, you know, I was I was good there, but nothing on your level. But um, so yeah, I could totally relate to that. So let me ask you this then: the mindset wise, mindset at each level from high school competing there then competing at uh kansas state then team usa what what was the shift in that that you would like to let the listeners know man the mindset is it's my the mindset to me is it was different through each level because high school you have like a a kid mindset like you just going out there you know you're good you know you can do this you know like you get online you run you're gonna win but going to college and racing against people that's 10 times faster than you, you're not only racing against people faster than you, you're racing against people older than you. You're racing against juniors, seniors, fifth seniors, like people who's been in the game longer than you've been running track. So it was like, you have to have a strong mindset. Track is really a mental thing. Like if you go out there and the coach tell you a workout and you already got it in your head, like, dang, I'm going to do bad. Your whole workout is going to be bad because you already psyched yourself out mentally before you even started physically. You have to have a strong mindset to get through track and field because if you get on that line and you start overthinking and you start doing this, one false step can end your can end your entire like little season. Like say you're at a, a regional meet and you get on the line and you just start overthinking and you end up false starting. Once that red flag up come up, you cannot go back. You can't go back. They're not going to let you keep going and keep going and keep going because there's other people on that line that is ready to run, that that's calmed themselves down mentally, that that's physically and mentally prepared to get out there and do it. But you already had it in your mind to be like, dang, this is going to be one hard race. Well, since you said that, yes, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard because you already put it in your head that it's going to be hard. You have to have a really, really strong mentally mindset. And I learned that the hard way so many times, especially running at a pro level with Team USA. You're running against different countries it's not only running with people from america you're running with the jamaicans the caribbean like you're running against everybody and it's like when you step on the line and you're running with the fastest person in the world it's like you gotta have that strong mindset because guess what just like you running with the fastest person in the world you there for a reason you made it just how they made it Mm -hmm. they made it made it before you but all the stuff that happened before this meet till right now do not matter. You got to focus and sink in and just be mentally prepared to get out there and run. And you never want to run 
somebody else's race. You always want to run your own race. If you get out and you have a good start, man, right there, it's like you just keep going. Like in your head, you got to just say, keep going, keep going, keep going. The only thing that's going to be in the way from you is the finish line. And once you pass that finish line, the joy and the happiness and all that stuff that is going to bring you is going to be like well worth it. And I just feel like you just got to be mentally strong. Like you can't let nothing hold you down at all. Man, and excuse my language, but that was a badass answer. You, you, <laughs> you like explained everything very, very, very well. So, you know, our listeners out there, especially for the young ones, just like Akila said, mindset, man, it's everything. I mean, you, you got to visualize the race before it happens. She just said yeah. it perfectly. That was awesome. So I'll, now I got to ask you this since we went through that. So what was one point in your life? It could be on the, on the track and field or off where you face adversity and what you learn from it. I will say when I, once I had my son, I was a young African-American um, track athlete coming from Corpus Christi. I know people had a lot of doubts because I had him. I saw, I had him going into my sophomore year in college. And I felt like that right there was like one of the biggest adversities that I ever faced. Cause it was like, dang, I don't want to be another statistic in the, the, in the thing. I don't want to just quit track because I love it so much. I want to like, you know, show my son, like, man, no matter what you go through in life, you can always get through it. And I feel like having my, not only my family, but my K-State family behind me was one of the biggest blessings God could have ever done to me because I feel like I needed I needed something in my life to structure me. Like I was a freshman, you know, I was still in the college, the little high school phase. Like nobody can tell me what to do, you know, but mm -hmm. God planted my son in my life to like slow me down and just give me a little wake up call. And I feel like that right there was one of the biggest adversity. Cause I didn't want to, I told my, I told myself once I got, had my son, I don't want to be a statistic. I want to make sure I, young people can look up to me and be like, dang girl, you ran college you had a son and you still went back and you kept going. Yes, I really did. It was hard, but man, I'm telling you the outcome of crossing that stage and having your kid look up to you is one of the biggest blessings. You can never just let people tell your story for you. You got to get out there and write your own story. No matter what it, no matter what it is. And no matter how the ending is, it might mm. not fit, fit people. But at the end of the day, we wasn't made to fit in, be made to stand out. And I feel like that was one of the biggest, biggest ones. Yes. Yes, I love it. That's pumping me up, man. And I'm over here on the other side getting pumped up right now. <laughs> love it. Love it. So, and you even said you're at his practice right now, right? Yes, I'm right here looking out the, the car window, watching him play because they got a big game coming up and they have football practice right now. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Okay, let's, let's move on to the next section, which is what are some of your habits for success? Just consistency. I, I, I pray. I listen to music. I just try to relax my mind. Like every day before I go to the track, I just take some time on my day just like to just breathe and just take in my situation, my life. Like I just, I think about my life every single day. Like I wake up, I'm like, dang, I'm really here. And it's not like I'm here for a reason. Like I'm really blessed. Like God is putting these kids in my life and they better in me as a coach, as an athlete. They better in me. And I just feel like when I talk, to my kid, I, the people like the little high school kids that I have, they have regionals coming up, and every day I just send them some inspirational quotes to let them know, like, man, you guys are a blessing to my life. Like, this is something I do just for reassurance because just man, everyday habits is like it comes into it, just a little normalized now. 
I wake up, I text my kids, I tell them like, hey, how's it going? You guys doing good in school? I sit there, I pray, I just sink everything in. I drop my son off, I go back home, I clean up, I get my day started. I go do my, first I do my workout, I come home, shower, and then I start writing the workout for the kids. And that's like an everyday thing, just to say, consistent and just to say like in a great move I don't never let nobody get me in a great mood I can't go home mad I can't go to sleep mad I gotta end my day on a positive note every single day like no matter what the day may bring I could have woke up in a horrible mood but I cannot put that mood to be able to wake up in that same mood tomorrow because tomorrow is not promising it's a new day so you got to be thankful for that day mm-hmm. I like that I like that a lot okay so let me ask you what do you think plays a bigger part or maybe they're maybe they play an equal part in training um you know dieting preparing everything for your race discipline or motivation i will say i'll say discipline it's good it's easy to get motivated but it's hard to stay it's hard to stay disciplined mm. so i mm-hmm. i would say discipline i would say discipline is a big one cuz you got to man Track, you got to be disciplined. Motivation is easy. You can pop in a, one of your favorite pump-up jams and, oh, I'm motivated. But being disciplined, oh, man, that, that's a big one. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Great answer. Love it. Okay. Now, we're going to switch, switch gears here just a little. <laughs> so what are some of your uh, favorite books? What would, you know, what would three be that you would you know, recommend to people out there that, that impacted your life in some way? Like you said a book? Yeah. I'm not even going to kid you. It's really hard for me to to read a book. Like, I, I will read devotional little things on my little Bible app, but to sit and read a book, I was never really a big, big fan of reading books. I will read some quotes, but a books is just hard to stay. Again, it's hard to stay disciplined. I can't, right? I can't do it. <laughs> okay. What about, or what about a quote? What about a quote? I will say, yeah, a quote is a good one because, the one quote that I, I teach my kids is don't compare yourself to others. Shine for yourself, yourself and then you will shine for others. Because, mm. you know, comparison is a thief of joy. And once you start comparing, that's going to steal all your joy. And while everybody else living their lives, you still in, you still dwell, even fix nor change. So you got to just mm. keep going. Dude, you are just dropping wisdom today <laughs> on everybody. I'm loving it. Okay. All right. Well, let me, okay, let me ask you this. Let me see if I can stump you here. I haven't got you yet. So <laughs> what is your, and everybody has a different answer on this. I've asked a lot of people this question, okay, and okay. it's one of my favorite questions to ask people. <laughs> what is your definition of success? My definition of success? <laughs> I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say my achievements. I think my definition is just, Success starts with you. It don't matter who it is. It just, it starts with you. If you feel like you being successful, then that's the only thing that matters. I don't look at everybody who sees me successful. Like I can, I can literally say that right now I don't feel successful, but people look at me being successful. I feel like once I become successful, it's something that I've planted. Like this this training lead. Once I plant this in Corpus Christi, then I'll become successful. Right now, I'm just trying to get there. Well, I feel that you're 100% successful. That's why I have you on the show. So trust me, you are. You're just going to be even more successful once you accomplish this, which I know that's going to happen. So I'm not even worried about that. So let me ask you, is there any hopes of seeing you for an Olympic run in the future? <laughs> 
You're still oh, young. Oh, yes, 20, 2024 Paris Olympics. That oh. right there is my thing. That That's right there. 2024 Paris Olympics, I will be there. You will see Akila Mitchell representing Team USA across their says in a, either in a 200 or 400 or on a, a relay team, but I will be on that big stage. Mm. I, will be there. I will be there. God's will that no other virus come into the world that knocks it down another year or two, but now 2024, that is my goal. That is my something I would check off my achievement list. That's something, I, that's something I'll do. My son would be in a stance too. <laughs> and I believe in you, man. I, and we're going to be behind you, cheering you on because, man, you, like I said, you're a huge inspiration. Like, enjoy this whole conversation. It was um, fun. It was fun. <laughs> well, let me, I got a few more questions. Okay. Few more questions. Okay, so I know we talked a little bit about adversity, but I wanted to ask you, what was your worst race and what was your best race? Oh, my worst race, I would say, was my junior year in college. I ran the 60, and I didn't run it smart. I just ran it because, I mean, it's a fast race, but it still comes to execution, and then it comes with it being smart. And I feel like I ran – that was probably one of my horrible races because it was like the time was slow and everything else about it was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was bad. But my best race was this past USA thing at – the 2023 uh no yeah 20 2022 NACAC games in but the Bahamas when I I placed third in the 200 but that was one of my smartest smoothest fastest race I can say because I did everything right I did everything from start to finish again I got on the line I knew who I was running with but in my head I knew Akila if I get out they're not going to catch me. You just got to continue to run. No matter who's in front of you, no matter who's on the side of you, baby girl, just run. And that's exactly what I did. I ran and I crossed that line and I saw I had that flag. I ran around that track with my flag. And then at the end, they placed that medal around my neck. And I was just like, this is something I love to do. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Living your dream, that was man. The greatest feeling. That's awesome. And Kind of circling back to what we talked about earlier, you said the mindset, the mindset before that race is everything. So it, I, I can, I guess it's safe to say that you were visualizing all that and just, you know, letting it flow, not overthinking, and you just ran your race. Yes, and that's because the day before in the prelims, you have to run prelims, and you have to, in order to make finals, you have to get to the prelims. And in the prelims, my head was all over the place because I was just like, dang, I'm cold, I'm this, I'm this. Like, I was just really just psyching myself out. And I ended up placing second, but I knew I could have placed first. But my head wasn't in the right spot at that moment. And I just went through the race and just in the motion. And I ended up just running. But then I, I went back to my race after that night. I went back and watched it and just broke it down. And I was like, it started in the beginning my head wasn't there. Like it was just, you can tell in my body, like I wasn't relaxed. I wasn't like, I wasn't being smooth. I was just tensed up because of my head. I was just in my head and I was like, tomorrow I can't do this. If I do this, it's over. Like this, you only get one chance. You made it out. God got you out the first round, but you got to get yourself out the second one. And I was like, I just got to be smart with it this time. And that's what I did. Mm. And it worked out beautifully for you. It really did. Yes, it did. Well, I got to ask this question since you're on the podcast. And the question is, how are you in long distance? What's the longest uh, event that you ran long distance wise? Man, 
I'm not even gonna lie to you. I stopped at the 400. I, but look, <laughs> listen to this. No, listen, listen. I did cross country in high school. I went to one meet and I ran the first little few, like I was running the 100 meters. And after that, I was like, I cannot keep going. I was so tired because you got to go up hills, you got to go through trees. You got, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna stick to the little oval that's outside and I'm just gonna just run around that. I was like, uh uh. <laughs> We're in the same boat, man. I, I hate long distance, <laughs> but I can't. Like, I'm old now, man. I'm, I'm 35 years old, so I cannot. I'm not a sprinter no more. It's not in my cards. My knees will yeah. give out, <laughs> my back, everything. So I guess it's safe to say that uh, I can't. I'm not going to be able to recruit you on my Beach to Bay team. No, hey, I will be at Beach to Bay, but we, <laughs> I have some, some kids running. Okay, okay. I will be there, though. I will be there. All right. Well, now, before we close out, I'm going to ask you the most, I know I said this earlier, there was the most important question, but this one's going to be the most important, I promise. <laughs> Which is, for anyone that might need a few words of encouragement that's listening either locally right now or around the world, what would be your piece of advice? My piece of advice is don't let nobody write your story. You always take your pen and pencil and you write your own story. You are your author. You are your your photographer. You are you are your own person. Your mother and father birthed you, but you grow up to be your own individual. Don't never let nobody change you. Don't never let nobody try to switch you to not continue to stay focused and just go after what you want. Because I promise you, once you get what you want, there's gonna be something ten times greater. And then once you get that, just keep going. Never back down from a challenge. Never back down from no nothing. Because at the end of the day, God put you in that situation for a reason and he planted that seed whatever it may be in your head for you to achieve nobody can do it for you but you <clears throat> beautiful 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 Akila, i can't say thank you enough for today you've yeah, thank you've, you for having me of course man i just had a feeling i was like this is going to be a very impactful conversation today and it was you dropped tons <laughs> of knowledge uh just hearing some of your stories and some of the stuff you went through, um, you know, different habits and, and other things that help you get to where you're at now. I think that's very beneficial to a lot of people out there, including myself, because you're never too uh, old to, you know, keep learning. So thank you very much for stopping by today, making the time. We appreciate it. You are more than welcome. And anyone is welcome to come join the group. It's, it's fun. We, we have a good time out there. I promise you, you will not regret it. <laughs> and before we get off, I want to give you a chance to plug whatever you're working on, um, the, the the group that you're working on, where anybody can find you, all your socials, all that good stuff. Well, yes, you can. My group that I'm working on is called Train Elite Crew. It's a fundamental track team. Well, program which starts from age six all the way to shoot however old you want to come out to come join some fundamentals. You can find me on Facebook at Akila Mitchell. It will it's Akila Track Star Mitchell. I have my picture on there. You can find me on Instagram Instagram at Train Elite Crew, and it's just like a little black photo with our logo on there. It's a T and E. Feel free to contact me, message me. I promise you I will respond. Good time. I, as soon as it pop up on my phone, I'm responding to it. Whatever questions you may have, I shall answer them. And she's not lying, folks, because when I messaged her, <laughs> it was like within maybe under a minute. She wrote me back real quick. So I was like, man, she is very alert. I love it. Yeah, so, got to be, got to be. She's on point, guys. So once again, 
Akila, thank you for stopping by. I'm sure we'll have to do another part two in, in the future, especially after you win gold in the Olympics, because I think that's oh, going to happen. Oh, thank you. Yes, because I, I am ready for I'm so ready for that. I promise you. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, once again, thank you, everyone, for joining the Poise Under Pressure podcast. I'm your host, as always, Eric Rodriguez. Stay tuned for the next episode. And as always, Godspeed. Thank you, everyone, once again, for tuning in to the Poise Under Pressure podcast. I'm your host, as always, Eric Rodriguez. Don't forget to like, share, and follow with your friends and family. And as always, stay safe and Godspeed.